Hello there, good people. We are War Inside My Head, a mental health podcast. Brought to you by your host, Beardbo and Ormi. Every two weeks, we share our highs and lows, as well as breaking down the goings on and releases from across the metalverse, as well as chatting about movies, games, comics, and anything else that tickles our fancy. We started this podcast to promote mental health awareness. We're trying to do this by sharing our own experiences and how we keep ourselves almost sane by indulging in our love for all things heavy metal and beyond. Okay guys, we like to feature up and coming metal bands, so if you would like to be featured and have your song on one of our episodes, please hit us up. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and you can also find us on Instagram at WIMH underscore pod, or you can contact us via email on WIMH pod at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the War Inside My Head podcast. It's been a little while, hasn't it, buddy? It has. We had some technical issues. We have a, a lost episode out there in the ether, never to be recovered again. <laughs> Fucking pain in the arse. Seems to be happening a bit, uh, I know. bit, bit too often, these. Well, we're, 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 we're dealing with some technical issues, and we're, we're trying a new setup now, aren't we? So We are. Um, yeah, sorry, everyone, for it being a bit of a, bit of a while. It's been a busy time for both of us, hasn't it? It has, it has. We'll talk about that coming up, but we're going to take a little hit hiatus after the next couple of episodes anyway, and then we're going to come back rejuvenated. We're going to have sort of hopefully weekly content and things like that. So, But yes, thank you everyone for the patience and waiting if you are listening to today's episode. And don't worry, we haven't changed. We still talk shit, so you can expect that as normal. <laughs> the banter has not improved in any way, shape or form. In the time that we've been away, the month or so, that's weeks probably or getting worse. It's probably got worse, it's mate. Got it's probably worse. got worse. It's going downhill, not uphill, hasn't it? Yeah. Will that ever improve? But it's more, it's more inside my head on the road, though, mate. It is, because. On the road. Well, in a... the, the lovely, the sweet, I wouldn't even call it a hotel room that you've splashed out on here. Yes. At the, the, was it the Brooklyn Hotel Brooklyn in Manchester? Brooklyn Hotel in Manchester. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Very nice indeed. I feel like I've been spoiled. You know what I mean? Well, considering, you know. Where we're going tonight. So where are we going tonight, mate? We're going to see Corey Taylor. Are you excited? Uh, I'm mid. I'm going to go see Corey Taylor. I'm going to be like how we are right now, probably. I'm like, hopefully, yeah. so close. Like, like, I'm probably going to be like a nervous fucking wreck. And probably. Sh- shaking. And... So we have got VIP tickets for Corey Taylor tonight. Yeah, That's yeah. why you're not just going to like try and break into the fucking, <laughs> into the tour oh, bus no, or no. backstage. We have got the VIP Still going to try that. <laughs> well, I thought you might. <laughs> Um, where you get to go and we get to watch the sound check and then you get a group photo with I think all the VIPs and Corey as well. Mm. And I said we're gonna fucking push in and make sure you get to shake his hand at least. Um, but I'm not bothered if I do or not. I'll make sure that you do. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze in. Use squeeze the in. use the weight at what it's for. Get me weight. Just what pretend to be. No, I'm not gonna say that. No, no, I'll get cancelled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Moving on. I'm yes. excited, 100%, mate, 100%. Corey Taylor has been a well, life... I have of... heard you're a Slipknot fan. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a tiny, tiny little bit. Tiny little bit of a Slipknot fan. I have a little bit of a Slipknot obsession. Just a little bit of a Slipknot obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought my obsession with ACDC was bad, uh, which it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I have got a slip my tattoo as well. Yes. Uh, just one? Just one. Just I suppose one. you could call it technically one, but it's an entire sleeve. It is. It, it is. It is. <laughs> of what? All the nine masks? All all nine masks. Well, from... two, two, two current and seven. Yeah, yeah. Two sadly have passed away, of course. But they're from the subliminal versus error of yes. the mask on, on my arm. So let's talk about Slipknot because obviously Slipknot. we've seen the news recently, as I mean positive news. Uh, Jane Weiberg's out the band. Yes. Uh, it was yes, released he is. on Instagram, I think, and I'm guessing other social media platforms. And then Twitter, I believe, is the original. They, yeah. they do, you tend to use Twitter a lot, but Twitter, I believe, is where the original post came out of. And then obviously, just like what happened with Craig, within an hour, the post disappears. I didn't realise that. Because I was yeah. like, is this official? Is it an actual statement? Just releasing something and then an hour later deleting it? Is it? Well, what happened with Craig? Uh, so they were playing on of that night when that post got released. When it happened uh-huh. with Craig, and after uh, after an hour, it got deleted. And then they played that show that night. And then there's someone else in Craig's spot. Wow! So that was pretty quick. So um, has it ever come up what happened with Craig? Was there like no. reasons? Did he ever say anything, or did they just give him a load of Nothing. money to shut him up? Maybe just, well, he could have might have signed an NDA. Maybe that's a possibility as well, or it's possible just because Craig's always been a private person anyway. Just doesn't give like he doesn't give. That a, would do it. Yeah, it, he's you any documentary that Slipknot's released, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk. No, nah. doesn't talk. Just keeps himself. Um, so I think like the sublim. I'm not sure about subliminal versus or all hope is gone. When you bought like the special edition CDs, uh-huh. you got like a DVD, like a little mini documentary. Yeah, I think all hope was gone. One basically, they go around and they were do like mini interviews with the with each band member. Yeah, unmasked. I was gonna say it's unmasked as well. Unmasked, but where you, you see it's unmasked, you see like, like you know how Sean Crane is with the with the cameras. Uh, he likes to do these weird camera angles. But like, like before, I forget video kinda, where you never yeah. quite see the full face. Type but you of still thing. see, you know, yeah. you still see the full faces. You know what I mean? Like, it's still like some weird ass uh, angles, but you don't see Craig's face. No, so yeah. he kept it quite. He's been private he, ever and, since. And whenever whoever's doing the interview with him, because he, he's, I think he's, if I'm ever called, he's in his driveway. Yeah. And, and whoever's doing the interview, they're trying to ask him questions, and he just walks away from them. Aye. Right. So, and that's literally that's all his segment so is. is he, he doesn't talk. No, wrong with that though. Um, I suppose when you have that anonymity of Slipknot with the masks, mm. you get used to it, and it means that you don't get mobbed. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? Then like with with Cortez's very first book. That he released. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like a Q and A in in a bookstore. Yeah. And people ask him why is Craig quiet? It's just the way he is. Just the way he is. It's just the way he is. He's just a quiet person. He says it's like the silent Bob of the music yeah. world because when he talks, fucking hell, I forgot yeah. you were there, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um. So yeah, yeah. Everyone, I think, he even lightly joked and said he thought he was a a serial killer at one point. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's dead quiet. Because like, he's just dead quiet, staring at people. He like, just, he's like, just there. Staring and like you say, the silent Bob when he talks, everyone just man looks. a few words. Isn't he? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But that's just the type of person he is. He's just quiet. It's like John Deacon. John Deacon from Queen. After Freddie Mercury died, became a recluse. Right. He's still a member of Queen. He's still a business partner. Mm. But the never, I think, it was Roger Taylor said recently he's never spoken since two thousand and four. Shit, so it's kind of like that. Just you can be quiet, can't you? Yeah. And just not. And why not? I mean, he probably gets left alone. You know, he's not being bothered. It, it could just be where. It's just a job to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just he can't work. Yeah, exactly. Made a load of money. Yeah. See you later. I'm going to go out my cabin in the woods. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hide, no. hide the body. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's <laughs> like you said, he can't be his cabin in the woods where he likes his his own personal 
Space. Company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just like cabin in the woods, fishing rods and beers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Who knows? I so don't know. They've got history doing this thing. It's not the first time they've done this. It's not the first time. They've so done there's this. been a lot of speculation mm. online about why. I mean, I've seen a lot of negativity. The way you got let go, and then Craig and other previous band members as well, and everyone kind of just jumping on the Sean Cranes and Arsenal bandwagon. Even it though wasn't I'm just sure Sean. these people haven't got any idea what it's like. You know. Managed like sort of being the creative con- control. I don't want to say that, but the creative leader. And and on that as well, to me, Slipknot is no longer. Um, it's a brand. Slip the, yeah, the name. Like Kiss. Yeah, and that's exactly the way I think Slipknot is going to go. Because you remember back in the day, Kiss tried with whole new members. Kiss did. The, the, the not. As, it's funny. I've seen a lot of this Kiss versus Slipknot. Sort of like in a lot of comparisons, I'm sorry, but Kiss is nowhere near as turbulent as Slipknot's lineup. Kiss have had the same lineup for 20 odd years now since 2002, 2004. Mm. And when you look at previous members, you've always had sort of Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, yeah. You've had them too. And you look at the other members, yes, guitarist Ace Freely, Tommy Thea, uh, and the current guitarist whose name just escapes us. But when you look in, and even the drummers, they had Peter Chris and Eric Carr. And they would swap between each other. So, like, Eric, like Peter Chris would be the drummer. Then Eric, I think Eric Carr came in. Then Peter Chris came back. And then Eric Carr swapped over. And then got... So, it, it was more... They were swapping between the same members rather than... And there was never really... All of a sudden, you know, just out the band. It was kind of all kind of seen as coming. Like, the turbulence in the band. Like, Ace, obviously, it was very turbulent time in the band. But you actually look... Kiss wasn't as more turbulent. I would say they're closer to Deep Purple. If you look at Deep Purple's history... Especially from like the sort of seventies through the eighties, they were fucking changing band members left, right, and centre. So what? I mean, not Slipknot's not that level the now. The future of Slipknot is where I think Slipknot's going to continue, um, and it's going to be a whole new lineup. Well, that's what they've said, isn't it? They've that's, kind of that's, said that's the way I feel like it's it's going. Well, Sean's not really like he's not a musician, is and he? And Corey's even said that. I mean, Corey's fifty in December yeah, this year. Yeah, he's getting on a bit. How how long can he? Uh, do we solo stuff and Slipknot and if if Stones or whatever is to to pick Come up again yeah. do you know what I mean how long can he continue to do this and he's even said in interviews that if he can't do it he will happily help and find his replacement yeah do you know what I mean <clears throat> so is that the way this is going because if you remember when Slipknot first started uh, 97 96, 97 when this first started they they dropped their names and they went from numbers zero to eight. Yeah. Um, so you didn't know who they were. It was masked. They were numbered. Um, and that's kind of the way they, they may try and return. Yeah. Where they'll go back to those numbers sort of thing. And Rather than You don't know the who names. they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, V-Man's been there for some time, who's replaced Paul Gray. Um, so he, he could even potentially go. If Jay's gone... I mean, he's been in the band, like... Nine year. nine year, nine year, was it nine year? So it's not like all of a sudden, is it? No. Why do you think? Do you think? What do you think there was then? Do you think it was like a personal thing? <clears> I don't know. I don't G- know. Because G has got history of leaving bands. Although one of them, the last one before Slipknot, was to leave to go to Slipknot. I, I don't know if it was to leave to go. To he Slipknot was part more. of Madball, which yeah. he got sacked by, by due to character. Was like, um, but because was that was it? Madball he got sacked or did he leave? Because he left one no. band and he so said he he got sacked. From Madball, yeah, but in his own statement that yes, they've they've sacked me, but I was already quitting. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? That old chestnut. 
I was, I was. You all... can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. So it was. Um, that was the case of yeah. The, basically, they beat me to the punch. Yeah. That, that was Jay's comeback because he didn't agree with their uh, life choices, whether that be whatever that they did. Drugs, alcohol, maybe or maybe the opposite. They may have been clean living, and he wasn't <laughs> wanting to do all the partying. Yeah. Yeah, but that was Madball's excuse because of yeah his character, his life. Of, yeah, yeah, clash of like. So people's not always going to get on, and no, that, no, that no. roughly lasted a year, year and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And then the band against me again. We were part of them for a year. Didn't he get dropped halfway through a tour for them as well? Or he quit well, no, he, he quit yeah. via Twitter. Right, that's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, he quit via Twitter, and then someone, move. someone someone, then from against me, enjoy your time and Slipknot, hashtag shitbag. Yeah, I, I think say that I hope uh, Slipknot have uh, easy your problem now or something like that. Yeah, like, easy your problem. Basically saying it's a Slipknot's problem now and then hashtag yeah. shitbag. Yeah, but this was around the time of who is Slipknot's? Drummer, so no one really knew who yeah. the Slipknot drummer was at the time. Um, so that was kind of is this is this who it is sort of yeah. thing going. So that's, that's when they give that away, wasn't it? Because as well, he's like, because he's been in the band nine years, and I've heard some people say, well, it's probably not a clash of personalities because they would have sacked him by now. No, sometimes people know, like, I'm in the biggest fucking band in the world right now. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and understand. I've got to like calm my behaviors. But then as you get more comfortable. Those behaviors come out. Do you know no, what I mean? No, like, as you get more comfortable with that road, when you start a new job, you tend to be very kind of like, you know, not quite yourself because you you kind of just feeling out. And as things go on, you kind of you become more yourself. But obviously, if his behaviors have got worse or they've realized mm, he's not conducive to the band, I mean, I don't know. Because have they been on tour recently? Uh, I'm not too when sure. When was that? Because they played like cause this. This isn't this announcement was was only what week and a half, if that. Because Corey, I think Corey was on his solo tour, yes. so it wasn't like they'd been. It didn't seem like this was like you know they were doing rehearsals and just it wasn't working, or they were on a tour and was like I'm fucking sick of this guy's attitude or behaviour. It didn't seem like that, and we don't know why he's left. We don't know if he's been let go. Fair play to Slipknot. It's one of those things. Yes, they released a generic statement, but which is open speculation. But they certainly didn't lay the blame at him or the band. Yeah. You know, they weren't saying he's a piece of shit or whatever, which could potentially damage his, you know, his opportunities going forward. Just like, he's no longer in the band. Thank you very much for the time in the band. Wish you We're going to move on. Which is very much like when Brian Johnson left the, well, say left the ACDC when he's here and went, they just released a generic statement. And everyone's like, oh, it's so sort of unprofessional. It's like, you don't know what's being said behind the scenes. Yeah, we're you, not in that camp, obviously. So yeah, you don't know. know what's being said. So yes, they've released a generic statement, but even simple point, Still, you know, try that. Not so much now, but they were a band, as you say, were based on privacy. We don't we want numbers, not names, type of thing. So it was obviously just within through the years, people like discovered who they are, their real names. Yeah, um, through the internet, basically now the internet's massive. It's very easy to do. You know, it's one of those things. But you don't know what's happened behind closed doors. No, so there's a lot of speculation, and people really having to go at Corey and Sean and stuff. And it's just because of the last two. If it wasn't Corey and Sean left, and it was two of the other members, they'd be blaming them. Yeah, what, what he like? What has he done? He could have done something behind the scenes. He might do nothing. He might just want to leave. Maybe he's just like he, he could. What he could be one of a million things. He might just go. I've made a shitload of money in the last ten years. Uh, I'm sick of the touring schedule because it's pretty intense. Do you know what I mean? He might not get on. He might not like one of the members. It might be might be Sean's a prick or Corey's a prick or one of the band members is a prick and doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Or could be you know he not could getting have, paid enough. Could have health issues, but he doesn't want anyone to know. On his way back to 
to Bruce Springsteen because he was Bruce Springsteen's drummer for a little bit. Why? Right, because while he was, yeah, because his dad was the drummer for the East yeah. Street Band, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So um, maybe he may be offered like something different mm-hmm. once it's yeah. Brucey's offered him a canny, canny yeah. lump sum that he cannot refuse. I think we just see. I think you just automatically go, don't you? Or a lot of people automatically go. Oh, this one's left the band. Oh, there's drama. You know, some people just leave. Um, Gore's guitarist just left, and he's just like, "That's just time for us to do. I'm done. Like, I've, you know, I want to settle down, do other things." And it's just like, it's just time to ask move yourself on. why do people leave out like their own jobs? If it is his doing that he's left, then, like I say, it could be because he, he wants to change the environment. Yeah, like it I say, could be a million greener, things. greener. Yeah. He wants to. He's, he's probably got a family. He wants to provide for that family at the end of the day. What do you think of the state of Slipknot though? That's what I want to get because obviously you're a big fan. I'm used to my favorite bands had lineup changes over the years, and people said this, that, and that, and other. But I want to take your take. What's your take on what the band is currently in terms of? Do you feel like eh, it's not Slipknot anymore? It's a tribute act, or does that bother you so much? Or yes and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will always be an OG. Do you know what I mean? I, I love that OG lineup <laughs> with obviously, oh, well, yeah, well, that's but obviously right, yeah. Joey and Paul are sadly no longer with me, of course. So that, yeah. That's never gonna that that, that can't be helped. Yeah. You know what I mean? That unfortunately, but <clears throat> Jay was a, a an, an amazing drummer, and I, I do wish he would would have stayed and kept on the. the I thought he did Joey proud. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, I I saw them with both, and seen them once with Joey, and saw mm-hmm. them once with Jay. He's a phenomenal drummer, fit right in the band. Um, that's not to say there isn't other phenomenal drummers out there. But I, I also do feel as if Slipknot's best is it's 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 gone sort of thing. That makes sense. I mean, they the the peak the peak very early, mm. um, and the best days are behind them. <clears throat> so, do you think it would have been as much scuttlebutt around all this if it wasn't for the fact that the last album was very divisive? Well, that album could be the hint. Because what what mm. yeah, what's the title of that album? The end so far. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So uh, is is that album telling us? Yeah, this is coming to the end of it. But this is coming to the end, or is that just say because it's the end so far? Yeah. So it's like, is that the the remaining members going to be faded out, and you're going to see a new Slipknot arise, sort of thing? <clears throat> you see, like, because you've still got Corey in the band, and with bands, especially a band when everyone's wearing masks and there's so many members as well like there's you know nine members it's not like there's a kind of core like three like three members like rush you know have the same fucking three members pretty much the entire career very recognizable people you look at bands like the purple massive for years probably not so much now acdc still and they've had lineup changes but you still have brian back in the band and you go well that's a very recognizable <clears throat> part of the voice particularly in a band when you can't see everyone yeah so Corey, even though he wasn't the original singer is like the voice, and it's probably that linchpin at the minute that's keeping it as it is. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So I, I wonder when he leaves, what will that do for the band? Will that then, you know, because it's still. I mean, as much as people talk all this, they still go around the world. They still play stadiums, sell out huge tours. But yeah, I just wonder if they're going to rejuvenate, come back and do albums. The possibility as well. They become like, a, as I say, like almost like a legacy act. Time's only going to tell. To be honest with you, mate. I'm still going to be interested. Who have they replaced Jay with? They're not going to sack Jay, or, or Jay's not going to. They're not. Jay's not going to disappear no. without replacement. So someone's already. They've replaced him already. Yeah, I'll get because <clears throat> question is who with. Yeah, Jay seems like an outspoken person of previous things. But again, I can imagine when you join Slipknot, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. 
Which oh, means definitely. when you leave the band, you say fuck all, or you'll get sued and lose royalties or whatever it'll be. Because Jay played on the last album, didn't and he? And considering he was quite vocal after Madball, yeah, and then he was vocal after Against Me, yeah, he said fucking nothing, nothing. after this, this, this. Because it'll be like you lose your royalties off the album or whatever, and you know that type of thing. So then, like, imagine that that have been in place with uh, the majority of members. Obviously, yeah, um, maybe not the legacy what have been in the band since day one. Maybe but I think anyone so much, that joins the band now maybe definitely. not so much Chris Fane because obviously he's he spoke out yeah um, against that that Sean's and Corey Taylor's dirty dealings yeah um, or little small businesses within within Slipknot do you know what I mean what makes them get more money or whatever it is but then you remember like when GA came in I bet there was a non-disclosure agreement signed mm. and I think a lot of the time the band would have been like look you'll get so much money if you sign an NDA when you leave so when Craig left I'm sure Craig was happy to sign an NDA if he doesn't talk anyway. So if we can't give us the money, right. I don't give a fuck. I wasn't going to say anything anyway. So I expect that type. People forget these are businesses, especially a band that size. It's a business. It's yes. it's a brand. It's not a band anymore. Yes, Slipknot's a brand. Metallic as a brand. You know, even though they're, I mean, their lineup is much more solidified than you know. They when you look, it's funny you look at Metallica. You look at their lineup, one of the most solid lineups of, you know, alongside the Rolling Stones. You know, like in terms of the length of their career and the change-ups, they've had, I mean, two, three bass players, one of which they tragically lost. Um, you know, I'm talking about since, you know, the first album sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Had one drummer. They've had a couple of guitarists. But even then, they've had, the, you know, the since the first album, Kirk Hammett's been in that band. You know what I mean? He is Metallica as much as any other member of the other band. Oh, pretty much since well, um, like, all. Yeah, so they are like a brand, but they've been pretty solid. Whereas you look at Megadeth, I mean, it's Dave's. You look at Megadeth and it's Dave Mustaine's band. It's his brand. He runs the show. Mm. People coming in and out of that. Talk about turbulent lineups. Fucking Megadeth. One of the most turbulent lineups you'll find in a metal Annihilator's band. Annihilator's not much different. Annihilator's the same. It comes down. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, sometimes it's better to have someone that is protecting the brand. Mm. So, no, it's just, it, it is a shame because I know it's like when you go through this and it's kind of sad to say it, especially when you've been a fan from the beginning. But. All great, good things have to come to an end. Of course, of course. Um, but the main, the main question for me is who is who is now drumming? Who do you think is going to be the new drummer then? There's, I haven't got a clue when it comes to this. There's rumours keeping it within the family. Sean, say, Sean Simon, Simon from Bended, but I personally don't hope they don't do. That. I personally hope they don't do that because Simon's a great drummer. He but he hasn't got the touring experience. Um, no. No. So I, I would rather see Bended. Continue, as, continue the as the odd. I think they get, might as well. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, it's going to be Simon's. Like, he might take it, it's a big opportunity, but also a lot of the time, he knows he's going to get a lot of shit for it. Mm. So he might look and go, nah, that's what I want to do. I'm enjoying being in this band with my, my friends, and I'm enjoying and me playing our music, so why would I not? Yes, those, I can make uh, more money, but daddy's rich anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like... And does family and business always mix? Nah, especially like... Close family like that, especially considering his dad would be the the creative control. But I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, if Corey leaves Slipknot, which he has talked about, he said his time's coming up he in that said, band. Well, Corey says he'll help find his replacement. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily say it's going to be Griffin. Yeah, which is his son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Griffin who's in Vended as well. Griffin is the lead vocalist of Vended, who, again, um, he's, you know, solidifies himself as a front man for Vended. He's doing his own. Great vocalist as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's similarities to his dad, but like imagine his dad was he a, a teacher. He's still he, a singer in his own right. Oh yeah, and he's still got his own like 
He's got his own band. They were very successful, yeah. and they, they seem to be getting bigger and bigger. Then did well, we you know saw I mean? the Bloodstock twenty twenty two? Yeah, and you feel like do they want to give that up? Because mm-hmm. you could do both, but then Vendor becomes a side project. Really, it's not your main project. If you're on Slipknot, I don't know if that would be best. And, for on, them. and on Griffin and Simon's part, they might not want to live in the father's shadows. You know? Oh yeah, 100%. they want to, they want to step uh, away. Be from constantly them. being compared to your yeah. dad, especially Corey. But do you think, on the whole, do people care about that? Do people, I mean, Slipknot's still playing massive playing massive venues. So it doesn't really have impacted the business. They're not on the downside. I don't think the last album sold as well, but they're still playing the same size arenas. Yeah. It's not like kind of like what happened to Aerosmith and a lot of the bands, rock bands from the 80s and the 90s when they went from playing fucking, you know, huge stadiums to then playing clubs again, like Def Leppard and bands and Dio. Remember Dio and his documentary talking about Went from you know playing up sold out arenas to university clubs like in the UK, which are quite small. It, it doesn't see that hasn't happened. They haven't dropped down the the kind of league, if you like. They're mm-hmm. still at the top. They're still going to headline. They're still going to headline the festivals. Yeah. They're still Slipknot, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's almost been designed like that. Like Kiss have talked about it. They could just replace people. Who else do you think did? Who else do you think you do it? Um, Who's the guy that the, the streamer person I'm from, the, from I'm, TikTok? I'm not, uh, sure, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Elida Sapayo, I believe he's called. He, he basically he's done a lot of covers on TikTok. For, um, but he's very popular on TikTok. And he does Twitch and stuff, doesn't he? he? I'm YouTube. not sure he does do Twitch. You know, he does YouTube. But he's he's known for drumming with one hand. Yeah, and he's done covers. And he's and done covers. The bands interacted with him. V Man has asked him to do covers. Yeah, one hand, um, and as well as. He's also said in a YouTube video um, prior to Jay leaving that um, that he's basically calling that his content within YouTube and TikTok will be won't be be as released as much. So you, there won't be as much content coming yeah. out because he's going to be playing with a new band, and he didn't specify which band. I don't know. He did say though in one of his videos. He did say that he recommended another guy. Yes, he did. So, well, he recommended El, uh, Elroy Casagrande, which is yeah. the Sepultura. You, you pronounce that very well. I like that, mate. That was good. Sepultura's a uh, drummer, who, again, has also got a YouTube channel yeah. and has done Slipknot covers. Quite an intense drummer. But it seems like he's become famous on internet. And I always wonder as well, if you're such a big streamer, would you make as much money? If you can't make as much content, you go on the road for a lot. But from it's a going to hit your revenue. side. Yeah, I mean, it would boost you. From a PR side. I know, but things are like joining a band like Slipknot could be, could be go either way. Like, you become massive or people start to hate you because of, like, Because of what band, he can you do. Know, because of what politics. he can do. And do a drum solo. Yeah. You know, people would love to go and see that show and, like I say, it's a good PR. Oh, Slipknot hired some, uh, a YouTuber. It's interesting as well because there's somebody that's recognisable the face and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? They're on YouTube all the time, very much. The public knows who they are, at least, you know the followers and stuff, but then you're going to stick behind the mask. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas Jay wasn't really known that well when he came into the band, really. The reason everyone knows who Jay Weinberg is now is because he's been in Slipknot. Yeah. So he was still had that kind of anonymity to a point. But it'd be interesting to see. It's not the first time. Becky Baldwin, who was uh, like on TikTok and things like that, she uh, became Mercil Fates bassist, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Through being spotted on the internet doing covers of the band's music. So maybe I need to start doing more ACDC covers. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Kiss Angus Young gets a bit tired. I've told you you should be doing this anyway. You didn't not after my performance recently, uh, mate. We're not getting it, though. Yeah, I had a bit of a disaster last time I was on stage. But never mind. He doesn't give himself um, enough credit, folks. He's a damn fine guitar player. He should be releasing this shit. 
at least on TikTok. Nobody at Highway to Hellfest the other weekend thought that. Like, <laughs> again, that's a story for next episode. <laughs> a bit to get through. So, you're still a Slipknot fan, though, aren't you? Me, Arsenal. You're still going to listen to change. Now we're going to change. Isn't it? A lot of people, I know, go, it's not my band anymore, man. I'm not listening. That's fine. But don't have a fucking pop of people that want to listen to it and can get past that and understand these things fucking happen. Things yeah, don't last the forever. the new album, not the greatest, but still listen to it. Yeah. The only song that I had an issue with was Adderall, and that's that opening song. Yeah. And then that little EP, which is pretty much based around Adderall, though, again, knows what the fuck he's doing, but still, I'm not going to jump on the I hate Slipknot bandwagon. I'm you just fucking gonna... skip that track or don't add it to your Spotify. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Next. Done, right. Ah, my plague. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I need to listen to the hits, mate. Yeah, do um, you do that? It's weird because it's fun, like... Because uh, like, Gently, which wasn't, like, a massive hit, is probably one of my favourite Slipknot songs. You have to look at it. They're at that 20-odd year mark, so to give it context, again, I keep talking about it, because it's the band I know the best, and even if you look at Metallica, look at where they were at about the 20... I think, well, they started in, what, early 80s, so 83's first album. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, like, 2000, 17 years in, they released St. Anger, which was the low point, wasn't it? Yes. Then they had a large break, came back with Death Magnetic, which was good. They've never, you know, returned to the form, but they were releasing it was good, good albums. Album. You had Lulu, it was, they've had that drop. In about that area, ACDC, who consistently released, yes, they'll have breaks between albums, started in 73, mm-hmm. so you're talking 93. So yes, they did Razor's Edge, which a lot of people have a lot of love for that album, but it's not a great album. It's probably most well-known for Thunderstruck. Although there's some great songs on there, but there's also Mistress of Christmas, which I do play every Christmas, but it's not a good song. And then in the 90s, they did like Ball Breaker. Do you know what I mean? That, that had even in the 80s, like stuff like Fly on the Wall, that had that creative dip. Do you know what I mean? But then they came back and did Stiff Alert, which was a great album, not very well known. But then Black Ice, which I still say is one of the top I quite like albums. Black Ice. Power Up, generally Power Up's one of my favorite ACDC albums. The more I listen to the album, the more I love it. So they had that slump and then have come back. So is it just like Slipknot's in that slump? Members. And bear in mind, like, Power Up, it's only got one original member on that album, and that's Angus Young. Time's going to tell on the... whatever they release next. I bet that's going to be oh. the telltale, because we talked about it when the album came out, was the last album on the, mm-hmm. the, the record up. label. They've never announced another record label. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will be. No. They'll release independently. They'll go independent. They, they might not even... Again, they might not even go with albums. I even discussed um, this with Chloe as well from yeah. Sister Shotgun. Um, yeah. Which is the same. She said people are consuming music differently. So going forward, it could just be singles. Singles, yeah. Or if you think about like a hit song, you know, you get that on YouTube. The fucking money you can make off that 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 video being seen, you know, four million times on YouTube, is much more than you make in album sales. Or do like what are like what our good friends in Tefra are doing? That's Cass and Tefra for, uh, from Newcastle. Who- just in case anyone who's listening doesn't know who they are. But they're doing, I believe, three EPs or two. I'm not sure if it's two or three EPs. Yeah. Uh, and that eventually will become one whole album. One whole album. But I quite like that idea of how they're doing it. Yeah. Three, three, you know, EPs and then eventually it'll become one whole release. Well, you can look and go, what's streamed really well? Mm-hmm. What's the most popular? Put the ten, eight to ten most popular songs on an album. Yep. And then release the album. Banger of an album. And then you release it through your streaming An platform. entire album of bangers as opposed to... Yeah, so I'm absolutely listening to Slim. I still listen to that stuff, still go see them live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So I'm not, still gonna go. not as a hardcore fan as you. At the end of the day, it's one of those things, is fans that have come along who Jay's been the drummer for the entire time they've been a fan. Yeah. So Especially Jay's the, their drummer. For the, for the younger fans, yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things who like... D- who didn't know 
Do you, do you know what I mean? So yeah, there's still people saying, "Oh, I made my shit after fucking Paul Diano left." Do you know what I mean? So he was on two albums. All the hits came after he left, and Bruce joined the band. But you'll still get them fans. No, the original lineup was the best. ACDC's classic lineup was Bon Scott and Mark Evans on bass. You go, that lineup lasted two albums in about four years. You watch the documentary on the history of Iron Maiden, though. They've had so many lineup changes as well. Yeah, Judas Priest have had quite turbulent, especially early years. I think I remember that. I think it's the early years of Iron Maiden was the documentary. Yes, it was. I was. Um, They're great documentaries. If they're on YouTube, never seen them. They're on YouTube. YouTube, They're really good, really in depth. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Now, last time you were at Manchester Academy, you didn't mm. have a great experience, did you? I did not. I went and saw Low the Lost with the wife. Yes. And uh, I've even wrote a review on it. You can go read it on Get Heavy UK on our website. Plug, plug, plug. <clears throat> yep, yep. You can go and read it. It's, uh, I was not happy with the security whatsoever. No. Uh, now, remember, in Manchester, this is the city of the bombings that we had back in 2016, 17. Something like that, yeah. So, especially in this city, security should be tight as fuck, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and we went in. Uh, I got no pat down. Yeah, I'm going to be saying, yeah. Got no pat down whatsoever. I was just, there's a door, walk in. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I literally walked in. Taron didn't get a bag search, mm. which, again, very poor. I think it's because it's a smaller band, maybe. There was a bit more laugh. <clears throat> if it'd we'll been find big... out tonight. Well, we will, yes, because Corey Taylor, I we'll expect we'll find have out a tonight. Bigger... Has the security improved? I do not know. Was Lord of the Lost by? Was it in Main Academy or it was like the smaller room? It was the smaller one. Yeah, so a smaller venue. So is it just which isn't an excuse? No, because this can happen at any fucking place yes. at any time. That, that room still sold out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so you still had between five to you know, seven hundred people. Yeah. In that room, do you know what I mean? It's a lot in it. it. It can happen. It might not be you know like an explosive device, but it could be a knife or weapon. Well, that's it. That type of thing. So, yeah, I, I like to be security checks to be good. I don't want it to be laps because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's easy to get through and sneak drinking or whatever. That's it's it. like, um, so yeah, I'd rather have me safety kind of. Just, and that was just to get in through the main doors. And then yeah. obviously when we got in, because well, obviously, you know yourself, Taron's got a hip dysplasia, yeah. um, so struggles to fall with mobility. So we were ushered by, by one of the supervisors in the purple tops for sure sec. Use the accessibility lift, make your way up. If you haven't got accessible tickets, just tell them you're, you're cutting through just to get to yeah. the, the main area. Brilliant. Thank you very much. We thought, right, fair enough. Yeah, security level in was a bit shit, but hopefully this is making up yeah. for it. So we got up to the top floor and we got told to turn around and go back. Can't cut through. Bear in mind that she would be on two crutches. Yes. Because you don't have a wristband. So back down. You know what it is? Bugbear for me, rant time, this accessibility stuff, there's a lot of bullshit. Mm. The way it's like you've got to have a blue badge. It's like the woman stand there on two crutches. Mm. Do you know what I mean? She hasn't got a blue badge, but you can fucking see that she's got problems. That means that if you just let her through, that would make things a lot easier well, and a lot yeah. less discomfort. Why does it have to be, where's your wristband? You can fucking see it. Do you know what I mean? Like It's one of those things that I know it's the opposite where some disabilities are hidden yet, but some of them are pretty fucking obvious. Yeah. And just because you haven't got a wristband, or a, why does that mean... You weren't asking for special treatment no. or go like or to go in the accessible area. Yes. It was just a quicker route. Yes. And you think it's just a person, you look and go, I just fucking saw you know what I mean? Like again when you, if you think it's so lapsed that they wouldn't fucking search your bag when you came in, but when you can see somebody needs a bit of help and you won't offer it, mm-hmm. that fucks me off, man. Yep. Rant over. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Continue. Probably personal because it's a friend as well. But, um, but I think in general it's so just we'll have to go back down the list. 
the same security guard so why have you come back down I said yeah your colleague or one of your officers won't let us cut through um so he's like go back through tell them such and such me uh, supervisor can let you through so I went back up still wouldn't let me down he said you have to go back down and then walk up the stairs because that was the only way because obviously it's academy two, uh, so it's up it's up a floor so you've got to go up the walk up the stairs bullshit, that's the way to get to the venue uh, there wasn't a lift, just a general lift to get to there. You have to go upstairs, which Taron couldn't fucking handle. You know what I mean? So went back down again, sports security again in the supervisor top. Um, so I'll give him his credit. Um, and then the the guy behind the desk as well. Uh, um, he says, "Hi." So we went up. Yes, with we, with the uh, went back uh, up and he's like, "They are cutting through. They're not accessibility. They are just cutting through." Yeah. If you kind of clearly see, like, if you can just said, if you kind yeah. of clearly see she's on two Just pitches. have a heart, man. I know you're doing your job, but it's like, people aren't getting served to mm. come in, but that's where you have your... Yeah. For me, if it was me, and I was kind of looking for space, just getting into the accessibility area. In the, ac- area. In, in the ac- accessibility area, there was literally four people. It was empty. No, right. It was four people in there. If it was round, I'd understand. Small. Yeah. Was round. It's quite small. And to cut it, the, the cut cordon off that area, it's literally just, you now your fence, the, your, your little barriers that you're yeah, clipped together. Uh, so it was literally just ropes, of, like the ropes. No, it wasn't ropes. It was just a metal fence. We uh, set them up from when we did the Megadeth sign. Right, right, yes, yes. I you know and it's uh, literally just they just hook, so that, just hook off, and yeah. so that's all you had to do. Just lift it straight through. Um, so we got in um, through the first door. Another security officer at the door. Um, we said, "What? Well, just cutting through." He was absolutely champion. Aye. Uh, oh, mate, yeah, you gone. Straight through. Also, Done. as well, one thing I have to say, you mentioned Shaw said, you can't blame the company for that because they did try to help you. It's one person. Yeah. And again, yes, you could say they're only doing the job. They are, but also have a bit of a heart. You know well, it wasn't I mean? one person. There was, as like I say, the security at the front of the door didn't do a good job yeah. searching people. And they did, oh, yeah, they didn't check my ticket as well. Did they not? Nice. That was another thing. Should come here? Could come for free? Yeah, you could. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, I totally forgot that one. It's on my way and they didn't check my ticket. Just didn't, so seem, my, give, didn't seem to give a my shit. My paper ticket was in my hand. They didn't care. So it was just. Yeah, I'm waving my ticket. Do you want to scan it? Do you want no. to scan it? No. And then through the course of the the, the show, the, the Lord of the Lost singer, Chris, I believe his name is, uh, he also had a, a gripe during the show with the security. Uh, because they weren't being aggressive or anything, but they weren't... Um, basically, they were just standing there, just, what's going on? Just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? didn't have the... Didn't know if the members on... On duty that day, maybe they're not experienced with a rock metal show. Yeah. Um. But the, yeah, Chris had to have a, had a few choice words. Yeah. Just basically to to sort your fucking shit out, basically. And he wasn't nasty. You know. It was mean? just more like kind of. He wasn't nasty. Hi right, guys, we're we're looking after each other here. He's not. Uh, he yeah. wasn't. He didn't do anything like or, or antagonistic like what we're going to discuss in a second mm. uh, about uh, body snatcher, which we'll get into shortly. Yeah. But, um. He was just a case of. Right, how are lads? Let's do something. You need to protect them, and you get to protect me as well. So, hi, let's up your game here a bit. So, like I say, he wasn't an arse. He yeah. Did, he did. He, he was fair, in my opinion. Firm and fair. To sort your shit out. Yeah. And then just on the way out, um, we, we got more. Can we use accessibility on the way? Like, cut through the yeah. accessibility on the way out. You're on your way out. It's not like you're going to sit yeah. and watch a gig there, are you? Yes. And so, can we cut through? Accessibility, get another lift, and uh, we got told how to wait. So there's me, Taryn, and then there was another lass who was also on crutches, like Taryn. She wasn't yeah. in accessibility, but she wanted to do the same cut through. Uh-huh. 
get to the lift uh, and we were both sat there the room was completely empty and we were still told by security that we had to wait to cut through um, and then I had to take one of the Lord of the Lost crew to come along what the fuck German voice what the yeah. fuck's going on why are these still standing here yeah we want to use accessibility we were told we can cut through and he was like fuck security and just lifted the gate uh, go through Yeah. so yeah that was one of the Lord of the Lost crew who um, had to Security's just looking at him while he's doing it. Not fucking bothered. Not fucking bothered. So yeah, fucking disgrace in my opinion. Act like see, can you blame Shosek on that, or is it just? I think there's responsibility of both sides. Like again, you can't blame a company for an individual's actions necessarily, um, because sometimes they're just power matter, sure. especially in that type of environment. It's one of those things. I'm not saying everyone is. I will. But you get those that go, that go. But <laughs> will you? I will be taking be. notes. Oh fucking right, I will be. Well, it'll be interested to see how it goes today with it being, because we get it, I think we get it going earlier with the VIP stuff, and it'll be interesting to see. But I would think the, the security will be better tonight because it's a bigger act. You're mm-hmm. talking to fucking Corey Taylor, it's a big act. Like, if the security's not good, again with Lord of the Lords of the Lost, they might have went, eh, it's only a smaller band, it's a smaller venue, just put the fucking B team on or whatever. I'm, I'm with or. you, but. And I think as well, a lot of the time, people sign up. Like with these companies, the idea is to have like these are the events. Are, do you want to sign up and do this event? So you'll have fans mm. of the band or that type of music at least work the bigger event events. Mm. So they'll kind of, uh, you know, do you, uh, at least that's uh, how. Because I didn't work with them, but I, I did work with people. Regardless like, of the size of the show. Oh yeah, no, I'm not not excusing the behaviour, but I wonder if that's why it's been kind of it's not been volunteers. It's just been getting people who just didn't want it, but that's no excuse. It's a bug where I've got in general, mate. I think the quality of everything has gone downhill in terms of customer service. I think part of the problem of that is the customers themselves, the people that are just dicks now, people. Oh, it's talk, in yeah, people that don't don't really want to go into the in those industries. Like the idea, especially when I did customer service, the customers, you know, it was the rapport with the customers that you enjoyed a lot. And I don't know if you have that anymore. Yeah. And speaking to people that I know that have worked. But not necessarily sure sec, but companies like that doing security for events. You have to deal with a lot more shit now. Yeah. And in general, people that do any job that public facing have to deal with a lot more shit. Which means that the quality goes down because you're not attracting the people that want to do it, because it's not people want to do that line of work. And just the attitude of people just it if it stinks, it puts you off doing a good job, to be honest. So yeah. in other words, if you're going to shops or an event, don't be a fucking prick. And if you are a prick, and it turns out they're a prick back here, don't be fucking surprised. Simple as that. Yeah. So that leads me into the, 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 the incident. We'll again, talk about this, because, again, it's personal experience relating to It was some time ago, that obviously, because we are quite behind on the... On well, the, yeah, but it's fucking technical issues and a, shit like that, yeah, yes. Of course, but, and there's been new revelations happening in the last few days anyway. So. This is true, this is true. So um, there was a tour in, I believe it's province uh, in the States, yeah. We came as Romans. Providence, Ameru, Rhode Island. Yes. Uh, yeah. We came as Romans. Emeru, Body Snatcher, and Archetypes. Archetypes collide. Um, and halfway through the Body Snatcher set, the vocalist said, Fuck security. We're done. And walked off stage. And then it was agreed. He actually didn't say just that. He said, Nice one, security. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So he was quite aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive, but it was very much directed at security. Definitely. Just because I think that's important to, to stay. So, um, and I believe it was also agreed with um, all parties 
that, um, especially we came as Romans, that uh, the it would agree with we came as Romans and the venue that the tour or the the show should be cancelled because of the the violence that was taking place. Yeah, we should uh, say like the alleged violence because there's no. Well, yeah. there's there's been two sides to the story, and it it isn't clear. Yeah. But I think it's there's definitely you know think something has gone on and it's good to talk about. Yeah, particularly when we're saying we're concerned about security in the UK as well. So I think it's FET. FET is a FET venue. FET. It's spelled F-E-T-E, which from my days at school I wanted to pronounce FET because it looked like a school FET, but I think it's pronounced FET. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the E's at the end has got a silent. Yeah, no, I think I'm not sure if it's got like one of them French. Symbols, I can't remember what they're, what they're called. Different givers, of course. Wait for it, wait for it. Swig a beer for the working man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 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 body snatcher, um, halfway. So, it was it was a rumoured that um, there was no motion allowed. Within kind of. It, it wasn't a rule, necessarily. But it seemed like they were enforcing it that you weren't allowed to do that. Yes, and uh, it's Body Snatcher. And if you're not familiar with Body Snatcher, there we have a hardcore dancing, you know. Like, yeah, that type of band. We've yeah. talked about it before, crowd killing and all that type yeah. of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no no motion is what uh, it was rumoured. Uh, and security had to have a few choice words with one person in particular. From one Apparently, side of the that, story, that was that was the venue's mm-hmm. take. Was they had to speak to a mem- uh, one person five times mm-hmm. about their conduct, and they threw them out. Yeah. Whereas the rumor was they were throwing loads of people out just for motion. Yes. Now, to throw to close an entire to to cancel a show midway for one person. Yeah. It seemed like, and the, they seemed to make they made a couple of comments during the gig. So it seems much more like they could see things going on rather than just one person. A band can tell if it's one person making bother and the security yeah, are talking to that they're person. They're quite high up. They've got a good they can, they can see what's going what's on. Going, yeah. you, can see, and the, you can see what's happening. You know, bands see it all the time. You hear of bands calling people out. Fucking Dave Gold did it in a stadium full of I mean, 100,000. That, that guy called them out. Yeah. So they can see the shit happening in front, yeah. close to the stage. Yeah, I remember that. Dave Gold was like, you don't come to my yeah, shows and fight. D- you come to my shows and dance and have a good time. Aye. Get the fuck out sort of thing. So so he could see that in that massive arena. So this small venue, of course, they can see what's going on. And there was a couple of comments made. And I think it's... And then a member of the crew, I don't know who it was, a member of the crew said something to the singer and then that's when the gig ended. Yeah. Um, and it was made a decision to not then continue the rest of the bands that they wouldn't play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the kind of stuff that the from fans have said that said that have said they were there again. You don't know it's on the internet. Could be fucking people making shit up, saying that the the staff were roaming around inside, which I was like, mm, never really see that in the UK. Like the staff actually inside the pits and things. And they said they were shining lights in people's eyes, which if you watch any of the video footage, you can see torches moving all the time, which I can imagine is off-putting for the band anyway. It would be very easy to see that that's happening. They were shining torches in people's eyes, telling them not to jump around and dance and things. Yeah, and they were saying, without with no warnings, if we catch you motion or anything, or crowd yeah. surfing, you are out. No yeah. warnings, you are out. But you can't book a band, you can't book heavy bands and say no motion. Yeah. You just can't. And like, it's supposed to be that the venue's been going for 12 years and they've had 
bands of this caliber before. Yeah, because so why is this what, one? The, yeah, people. Yeah, people speculated have they, are they not used to heavier bands, but they admit by their own admission they were used to it and they've done it. Now comments have circulated that people's been going to the venue for for many years to see various bands, and security has always been quite rough and aggressive when it comes to this situation. It seemed like, from what I've read, it seemed like there was their own security team, mm-hmm. not like show set we have in the UK where they'll have an independent company do it. Yeah. It seemed to be the... In-house. I don't know if that's how it works in the States, moreover. They seem to do that. Um, Anyone who's listening from the States... Get in touch, let us know. Yeah. Be interested to know. I'd like to know your take on yeah on, on how venues run within the States, because obviously me and all me are based in the UK, and it runs very differently. Yeah, although you still get problems, as, oh, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, we've yeah. highlighted. Um, so yeah, but the band then made comments like "fuck security." They had to go to security a couple of times. Yep. Um, it was quite aggressive the way he said it as well. Yep. There was no "how are guys?" Like as you said, the way that um, the lead singer for Lord of the Lost names Chris. Yeah. Chris. He was kind of more like "how are guys?" We need to do a bit better than this. We here to have a good time. You, you know, you guys need to help these guys and that you know basically do your job a bit more. Um, that it was much more like fuck this, you know. From the video footage as well, I, had, I could never saw any bits where it was like they were a bit more even-handed, and then they kind of got a bit more. I don't want to say they were aggressive I security, mean, but the way they said it was very direct, and it was like it mean they said fuck security basically. Yeah. From a band's point of view, you're always going to be protective of your fan base, though, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Because well, they're I... your, they're your. Well, you have to remember those same fuck security and winding security up. Your fans are the ones yeah. that are going to have to deal with security. Yeah, yeah. That, that's because obviously that's they saying that the security is then you, you're basically telling it's okay to speak. You're telling your fans it's mm. okay to speak to security like that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? or you... like you're kind of putting it on them and it's going to get people riled up. Mm. You've cancelled the show, it's security's fault. Mm. You've said it's security's fault. That's going to breed that. So that's why some of the accounts that were read were. Um, they were coming to the toilets, telling people to not sit in the toilets, and mm. people were sitting on the ground waiting for the next band because it took a while, and they were telling people not to sit down, um, which, to be fair, is a safety issue. It is. Like, people sitting on the floor, you, you have it when you're walking through fucking crowds of festivals and someone's sitting down, you trip out with them. It does happen. It is a security issue. So a lot of the times, you're not allowed to sit in the floors in these arena, in these areas or sit in the aisleways because you're blocking fire exits. Yeah. Or It is a safety issue. So I understand that, to be honest. Um, like sit in the middle of a but yeah, because people are wandering through with drinks to trip over you. You know, you people cannot see you if you're on the Isn't, ground. For that, for this particular show, the blame goes on for everything, in my opinion, on this one. Mm-hmm. For this particular show, blame can go around for everyone. I not, think so. Not just at security for this one, because whoever it was got up on stage after Body Snatcher said. Fuck security. Right. Uh, it got us, just give the little fucking antagonist. Uh, I clap. think I think it was my, there was a, like being like sarcastic clap. Mm. That's antagonistic. Where it should be, you know, I don't know what when they stopped the gig, it went on. It wasn't like they just said straight away. Nobody's playing. It seemed like it went on. This they seemed to see a bit of like I don't again. I don't want to say aggressive. But they seemed to be the the security were kind of, you know, speaking to people when you might look at that and go, well, they're not doing anything. You know, going to the toilets and telling people to gossip in the toilets or whatever. Um, and apparently, one of the security said, "Anyone that doesn't have isn't happy with it can come up here and suck my dick yeah. and stuff like that." But again, they've been wound up mm-hmm. as well. So I, I don't want to blame it on say it's security fault. It does seem like they were a bit rough or a bit, you know, whatever, heavy-handed with some members of the crowd. But I don't think it was handled in the best way on either side. 
Yeah. I don't think say yes, it's the venue's fault or it's a band's fault. I would say there's more an emphasis on the venue to control that situation. They provided the security. But I don't think the way the band reacted necessarily in the sarcastic claps helped the situation. That would just fuck them off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Instead definitely. of going, all right, guys, like, you've been a bit rough here. We're here for a show. We understand you're trying to help people, but you're not. Just depends on. It's going to depend on the person in it. So. After that band, you could sit with security and go, we're getting some complaints. This is what's going on. We need it to be better. It's as simple as that. And then if they're dickish, then that, I don't know if that happened, though, but I've not seen any reports yeah, of that. We're yeah. only going off hearsay anyway. I mean, I think a download festival that me and Taron had experience. Um, I remember Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch. He got, one of the security got a bit heavy-handed with a kid. Uh, uh, pulling them. So I think he literally just, instead of like gently pulling them, uh, I think just like, ripping them he literally just pulled them over the fence and didn't really help them down. Just you know, So Ivan no. addressed that. Quite aggressively, by saying, um, "You're just going to wind the flat. You're going to wind the crowd up, man." If you handle the kid next to, I'll personally break your face. I remember him saying that the one of security was like, "Nah." One that's that's they got invited back, but at the time I was thinking, "You're not going to get invited back if you keep doing that." Um. So yeah, Ivan Moody's known for being quite aggressive towards security as well. It's yeah. Be like um, uh, Jacoby. Charles from Cockroach, yeah. who's you know, you're, you're here to protect them as well as protect us. So, what? just be like kind of more even handed. We've seen it as well before gigs, but I just thought it's interesting because we had some reports from Bloodstock this year about the security being not as kind of well, outright being sometimes verbally abusive to start to members of the public, like or, or people at the, the thing, and there was concerns raised. Um, about that and I think some of the slam dunks was just like again is the quality of the that going downhill maybe um, recruitment within the because they'll be all the sector or again but is it because they're is it because they're dealing with more shit so it just puts you know what I mean it's again it's not one side to say the quality is that bad is it I but are they just getting more shit now so they've got shorter tempers this could be also going into my industry territory with SIA, SIA. Yeah. So, because obviously you're SIA, you got to be SIA licensed to become one of these securities. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of programs out there that aren't necessarily selective. If so who they like, put through, it's more can we churn them through the, the mm-hmm. qualifications to make the money? I know that. From my industry as well, I've seen that in my that, industry. That, that, lovely, industry. that lovely scam for that license fee, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a case of, yeah. Put, All funded, paid yeah. for. Yeah. Put, yeah. Them, put them through. Throw them through. Yeah. Are they getting? Are they? Are they getting the best so is quality that, uh, training? Yeah, basically, yeah. Or is it yeah. just fucking chuck them through? Are you picking people with the right qualities, or is it just anyone? Yeah. And I've seen that with the, even the business I work for that has a security element. We've seen that, and I think that's a problem. And I've, my industry, the real industry, I've seen a lot of that, where it's like there's these programs so all, where come and do wrong. come and do some training. Well, are you picking the right people, or are you just taking anyone? Yeah. Basically. So then, at the end, what do you end up both. with? So yeah, it's just uh, and I don't think the wages have gone up with everything else. So you're not getting people going that as a viable career. They're just mm. doing it because they need money and it's minimum wage, and they'll move on to something else. Yeah, which is another thing. And then well. on top of that as well is instructions given out correctly as well. Yeah, that's another one as well. So, so yeah, it just seems like things are on the factors. downturn. Yeah, but in, the, in the way of security, anyway, uh, something needs to happen. I think so, and it's a shame because it does end up spoiling people's enjoyment of things, and you know that's we come about what we originally started the podcast to talk about mental health and things. People go to these gigs 
lot of time it's the fucking highlight. If you've had a shit week, a shit month, shit month, this has been your fucking highlight. Mm-hmm. You've waited ages for this. You've just been holding on, fucking the one thing you've had in your hand to hold on to. That little light at the end of the fucking tunnel is this gig. And when you go and have a bad experience, it can be really fucking. It can hit you hard, and yeah. it can it can really hit your mental health in a way that if that's been the thing you've been looking at in the, this event, uh, that's not always the best way to do things, and there's better ways to kind of cope with stuff. But some people do put a lot into that, especially if you're lower income, you don't go a lot of gigs per year, you can't afford a lot of gigs. If you spent your hard-earned fucking money to go to a gig, and that's your experience, it's not great. And the venue and the bands, and the, they all need to work better for the, the punters. They need to work better towards that to give the punters a good show. As best you can. I always say I'd rather somebody cancel a, a gig outright than put on a shit show. I'd rather do that because if I'm spending my money, I want that. It's not always easy because I have hotels booked and things, and that's where I argue It'd be interesting it should be easier for us to change all this and reschedule things, which it's not. But I, you know, I, you don't want to see this happen. It'll be interesting to know like what happened with that body snatcher show. Return. I doubt they're going back to that venue. I'd say that because I don't think they'll have them back and I don't think they'd want to go back. Fair enough, but in, in terms of refunds? Because uh, the band cancelled. I bet the venues that were not refunding, it's the band's fault. Technically. Yeah, Well, I don't apparently, know. from one side, it was agreed upon that both parties, so the venue and the bands, would not continue. Mm. So does the, does the fans get... Because half the show technically played. Yeah, if it's agreed, it should be. So does that mean at least do they get a... A Should be a full refund. Full refund. At the end of the day, you can't blame the fans. The fans weren't in the wrong. They were just doing it. If they were getting re- really aggressive in a group of them, no, but they weren't. They were just dancing, and there was no reports about the, the crowd in general being arseholes. They were just, and you see the video footage. They're jumping around, dancing, mosh pits open up. It's not even like there was like a lot of crowd killing and slam dancing going on, from what I could see. Mm. So it's like. The the fans got to got the like we always do though don't we? So yeah, I'll be interested. We get the shitty end of the know stick. Anyone who attended, if um if they got a full refund, yeah. Which I bet that's a slow process though. Mm. And I, I think the laws are probably different in the states, the UK, but I doubt either of them favours the punters. Yeah. And if it was a live nation sponsored or paid for or Ticketmaster, I almost guarantee they won't get a fucking refund. And we'll not get back into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a story for another day. We'll be here for the four hours. <laughs> Oh, should we wrap up this episode, mate? I think we should, yes. I think we should before we just get miserable because uh, we're in a good mood. Corey Taylor good mood. and I. We are. We've got to go and get a few supplies. 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 New new ear monitors for ourselves. Yeah, because we're old and deaf yeah. and we've said before many times protect your hearing. Yeah. So and I'm um, excited, man. I think we're going to do a little reaction episode, aren't we? We'll do yes. a little like after the gig if we, when we come back. Come back to the hotel. When, they, when we're buzzing. Up pissed. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I sorry, love Corey Taylor. <laughs> All, I'm hoping we don't have to come back and be like, it was shit. And, but I don't think it will be. I think it's going to be a great experience. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, I'll be seeking a fucking refund. Because yeah. <laughs> it was fucking expensive. <laughs> I know they say don't meet a heroes, but uh, still. Something, you know what it is? I, I've said that, but I met Dave Mustaine and he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. So and he's known for being a miserable prick. Yes. So there I you go. I totally agree. Exactly. And I've I've said this quite a few times on my Twitch uh, channel because a few people have said that he's a attitude at bloodstock this year wasn't great. And I said, well, look, I can only speak on my experience with Dave. That when I've met him, he was absolutely spot on with I'll me. Based on that, it's, he was happy to take a photograph yeah. with myself and you. Um, so and we'll we'll see, based on how they are with me. And I do I say that in general about people. 
Which other Dave? The other Dave. Dave Ellison. Fucking let's not get into that. Right, we're going to end the episode there. We're not getting into that. Fucking hell, that's, a, that's an episode all of its own. Anyway, so thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. Hold up. Well, Steve. it's the next episode for, for them, but technically it's... Don't reveal the magic, man. We'll be tonight. Don't, just don't, 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 don't reveal behind the curtains. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtains. Right, we're finishing it now because it always falls apart at the end. Bye, everyone. You didn't end on the... Fuck's sake, man. We'll be here all day. Come on, then. Come yeah, on. Is. You can't remember, can you? Yeah, can. Go on, then. The rules of the pit are the rules for life. If one falls, we pick them back up. That's better. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hit us up at wimhpod at gmail.com if you'd like to share your stories of how metal or music has had a positive effect on your life. You can follow us on Instagram at wimh underscore pod. You can find the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. An easy way to support us is to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to get us a boost on them old algorithms. Check out Beardbo's live streams on Twitch at Beardbo underscore Baggins. He spins music from all across different decades and genres of metal, as well as promoting and interviewing up-and-coming new talent in the metal world. And remember, the rule of the pit is the rule for life. If one falls, we pick them back up.